0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on do not sin any more. The Gospel of the Lord. We know this story all too well. Our group is pointing a finger at someone who is outside of our group. We spend a great deal of time pointing fingers to make sure that others occupy that space and not us. In fact, they're really hoping to trap Jesus so they would have some reason to point their fingers at him. What I find interesting is that this is happening in the temple, as if God were somehow involved in casting others out. We've been playing this tiresome game since Cain became jealous of Abel's sacrifice. The scribes and Pharisees quote the law of Moses and press Jesus for his judgment. Jesus bends down and begins to write on the ground with his finger. The question is not, what did Jesus write? Rather, who wrote with their finger? Not once but twice. Remember, Moses went up the mountain to receive the two tablets of the covenant, tablets of stone, which were written by the finger of God. Moses had been on the mountain with God for such a long time that the children of Israel decided he wasn't coming back, so they fashioned a golden calf that they were worshipping. When Moses finally came down the mountain. He caught the people in the very act of committing adultery. Moses threw the stone tablets down, shattering them. He had to go back up the mountain to get a second set. And it was in between the first and second writing that the Lord passed before Moses and called out, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. In reminding us of God's steadfast love, Jesus reveals that he is the embodiment of God's mercy and forgiveness. In his lament over the city of Jerusalem, Jesus cried, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you wouldn't let me. The scribes and Pharisees have built their identity over and against this woman they see as a sinner, and separating themselves from her, they see themselves as good one by one, beginning with the elders, they walked away from the one who was approaching them with forgiveness. Woman, where did they go? As the prophet Jeremiah announced, the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Jesus is not ashamed to stand with those who are cast out. He takes the place of the victim on the cross, and after the resurrection comes among us with forgiveness. Jesus is trying to break our hearts of stone, because that's what forgiveness always looks like. So now we have a new definition of sin. Sin is that which is being forgiven. God doesn't love us because we're good. God loves us because God is good. The opposite of holding in sin is forgiving for life. We're invited to step into a new future Do not remember the former things, or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? On the Damascus Road, St. Paul had the experience of being approached by the forgiving victim, and it changed everything for him. Christ Jesus has made me his own, Paul writes. Now there is only one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind And straining forward to what lies ahead. Every human being is poised on the edge of a future that promises to be more aligned with the deepest truth about ourselves. At the beginning of Victor Hugo's masterpiece, Les Miserables, we encounter a thief named Valjean, newly released from prison. After being turned away for being a convict, he is finally welcomed by the bishop of Digne. He repays the bishop, Monseigneur Bienvenue, by stealing silver at night and running away. When he is caught with the silver and dragged back to the bishop's house, Bienvenu forgives him for stealing, and even gives him more than he had stolen. Bienvenue walks over to the mantel, picks up the candlesticks, and hands them to Valjean. In this pivotal moment of the musical, the bishop tells Valjean of some higher plan. He sings, You must use this precious silver to become an honest man. By the witness of the martyrs, by the passion and the blood, God has raised you out of darkness. I have bought your soul for God. God's grace has fully entered the scene as he lovingly stoops down to offer Valjean a new beginning in life through the words and actions of the bishop. Bienvenue has given his silver candlesticks to Valjean, sharing the light of Christ with a broken man, exhorting him to receive this gift and grow into this new identity. He's invited to become the beloved son he is called by God to be. Later, when Jean Valjean shows mercy to Javert, Javert cannot receive the gift and takes his life rather than living into a new life. We need others to help us toward this new future, to forgive us, the four before the word give, is it intensive? It signifies a complete and total giving into the future that is emerging. We are not identified with the past, but with the free future that we are struggling toward. In this vision, the most profound word of forgiveness is the word Jesus speaks to the woman. Go. Go.